0: Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. I want to talk about not having the answers. In school, if you had the answers, you'd raise your hand immediately. And who knows the answer to number three? And you see the hands enthusiastically shoot up of students who were excited to share what they learned, what they know. Uh, Maybe even they felt competitive with other people in the classroom, want to show off how smart they are. Maybe they wanted to impress the teacher. Maybe they just like speaking in publicly, you know. I mean there's there's different reasons why, you know, we get excited about shooting our hand up into the sky and wanting to share the answer. And you can see the students in the classroom whose hands never went up, so much so that the, the teacher would point them out would call on the students who didn't raise their hand. And I remember when I was in school, I would always raise my hand the first, I'd say, month of school. And the reason why I did it is because I knew that as the school year went on, as the semester went on, the work would be harder, tougher, more challenging, and my grades would slip as a result. That's how I, that was a narrative I had in my head. I'm like, in the science class, the work, any class you take, the, the first week to f- th- four weeks, the work is easy. Not easy, but I, you can do it. It's manageable. they are. They're getting you into the swing of things, and then you know, close to midterms, oh man, it gets rough. It gets dicey. Now you you, you got to you know you need a a tutor. You got to stay up late nights. Now it doesn't make sense to you in class, and uh, you know you ha- you have to you know get in study groups and highlight everything and take notes and have index cards and you know, and all these things. That I I, I really didn't do. Not really until college. But in school, there was such an emphasis on having the answer. And there was so much anxiety generated if you didn't have the answer. Some questions you would have the answer to, and then others... Not so much. And then you had those students who had the answer to every question. Their hands went up every single time. And so they generated this comparison where you're comparing. And sometimes I didn't raise my hand in class because, you know, I'd just been in it. We just got back from recess and, you know, my armpits were sweaty and I didn't know if I was smelling right. (laughs) So sometimes you didn't raise your hands for that reason. And, and then there was also the students who knew the answer but didn't raise their hand because they feared that they might be wrong and they didn't want to be embarrassed or humiliated or made fun of or thought to be dumb or like how could you say that or think that. So there's so many reasons why we raised our hand and there's so many reasons why we didn't. And I bring this all up to say that in life, it sets us up for failure. This idea that every problem has a clear answer. When life teaches us, it doesn't. There are options and possibilities, but but school tells you it's either A, B, C, or D. It's either true or false. And, And that's really a detrimental way of educating a person, especially, you know, one who's struggling with mental health. For those of us who have thought about ending our lives, it's partly due to such a black and white thinking of our circumstances, of our pain, of the pressure. It's true or false, right or wrong, good or bad, saints or sinners. And so when we don't have the answer, we think, well, we must be wrong. If I don't have the answer to my pain, if I don't have the answer to the pressure, if I don't have the answer to my boredom, then... I must be wrong. I must not have planned or prepared or did enough to raise my hand. And the truth of the matter is uh, a real learning place, a place of education, of higher learning, would really foster more discussion versus requiring and seeking out of answers would really encourage more the generation of ideas, collaborating with others, and and creating alternatives to what is versus this true-false, right-wrong, a, B, C, or D. Life doesn't work like that. You know, there's so many books written, you know, the three ways to success, or you know, there'd be the articles or the five ways to this, and and you know, my myself have released uh podcast episodes, you know, that the eight ways to yada yada, and those are guidelines, but. It's just scratching the surface of possibilities and alternatives and what's available to us. I was watching this show called The Bear on FX, and I'm not spoiling anything for you. No spoilers. There's a, a cooking scene, which it's it's a it's about a family trying to run a, a restaurant and a, 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 a pizza is presented to a chef, right? It's already been made. And so then the chef works his magic on a pizza and he cuts it up in a way where it's his version of what a pizza is. So he's presented with this com- completely with a with a large pizza. And then he Adds his own little flair to it, and it looks nothing like what was presented to him. But, but he saw that, and he said, "This is this is how I see pizza," and he and he made it his own. He he grabbed like a cookie cutter, and he cookie cut some stuff, and he put basil on there, and uh, some other sauce, and uh, you know, just the, and the the presentation of it to the guests. It was mwah, chef's kiss, but nine times out of 10, if you in class, regular class, you know, drew that up as what a pizza is or describe that, the teacher might say you're wrong. It's not a pizza. That's not, that's not correct. It's, It's false. There's a, a kid, and uh, he, when he was drawing, he would always draw the sky gray. And the teacher was like, the sky is blue, Billy. And, and it turned out that the kid drew the sky gray because he lives in Seattle. And I've shared that story before in an episode, but he lives in Seattle. So to him, the sky was always gray because in Seattle, Washington, it rains all the time. It's it's always overcast. I mean there's a, there's a few sunny days. But it's typically dreary and damp and overcast. So he to him the sky is gray. So whatever you're going through know that There's an endless stream of possibilities and alternatives. It doesn't have to make sense to anybody but you. Only you have to feel and, and believe in what you think is. i give you an example. I go to this thing called Toastmasters, and... The other night, I parked my car in a school parking lot. There was no street parking. And there are signs up that say, you know, if you park your car in a school parking lot, it'll be towed. But I've parked in there before, and there, there was no issue. So I parked my car there, and then when I leave Toastmasters, I come out, and they locked up the parking lot. So I could get in my car, but I couldn't drive out with my car. So I had to take an Uber home then wake up at 5:30 a.m. to go get my car out of the parking garage and as I'm leaving out the door my girlfriend says why are you leaving so early you know just wait like another 30 minutes and and I could take you and I thought that was sweet and nice but in my head the earlier the better I didn't want a chance um a security guard getting you know some super ambitious security guard getting there super early seeing my car and then having it towed because then I have to pay for uh, it being parked in a wrong spot and pay for the the towing and pay for another uber to get me from the spot to the towing place and then I have to I have to wait for it to open I mean it was just and it's a, this is like 4th of July weekend. So they might double the prices and not even be open until, you know, I, I just imagined a, a catastrophic scenario financially, energetically, and time-wise. So I was like, let me get up as early as possible, get there, and wait till they open up the garage and drive my car out. And sure enough, I get there, I, I take an Uber there, and as the Uber is pulling up, the security guard is pulling up, and she sees me, you know, unlock my car remote with the remote, and she goes, "Well, it looks like I got here just in time, huh? Just in time for you." And I was like, "Yes, you th- you did. Thank you. I I really appreciate. It. I was so grateful, so thankful that I didn't have to wait around and that my car was still there. It wasn't broken into." But I bring all that up to say that some things you just have to go with your gut on. You just have to listen to your, you just have to try. Whether it works out or not, it's not about right or wrong, pass, fail. It's just like, did it work or didn't it work? For me, it it just happened to work out. Me going and taking an Uber and getting there and, and bam, the you know, I couldn't have timed it out any better. If you saw it in a movie, you'd be like, nah, this is too much of a coincidence. I mean, literally we pulled up at the same time. So when, whatever you're going through, there's some alternative creative, pathway for you that it's not an answer. It's not the answer. It's not the solution. It's not a be. It's not a true. It's just a way. It's just a way. It's just an idea. Just an idea that you're exploring. And, and, and learning and observing what happens so that Regardless of whether you achieve your goal or mission or or enjoy it, you have something to share with others. Because what's the alternative? You do nothing, right? You, you don't. It's, it's almost like you're in school. You don't study. You go. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna fail it anyway. It's no good. So so you don't study. You don't do the work, which is what I did in school. I remember, like you know, as, especially in algebra, it would get tough, and instead of asking for help, instead of staying late or showing up a little early like I did with sports. With football, I had no problem showing up early, staying late. The one thing I didn't want to do was watch game film, but that's a whole other thing. But I, I could have applied those same concepts but even in football, I kind of had a I'll, I'll go this alone. you know, I, I trained by myself. I was in a gym alone, training alone, thinking about things alone, not at asking anybody else what their process was or you know how they're recovering, what they're eating, what their training is like, how they're building their speed or muscle. I didn't do any, I didn't ask any questions. I just was like, well, if I don't have the answer, then I'm not going to say anything. Well, the the, the other option is, is to is to raise your hand and ask questions. You know, to put your hand up in class and say, uh, you know, the teacher goes, oh, do you have the answer to number three? Like, I, I don't have the answer, but I do have a, a question about such and such and such. And now, even though that's not what the teacher's asking for, she's asking for answers, that doesn't mean that you still can't raise your hand and ask questions. So my challenge to you is, are you silencing yourself because you feel like you should have the solution, the answers, and you're afraid of embarrassing yourself because you feel like you should know how to handle this? You should know what to do? You, you should you know you you have all these shoulds around you because if you do remember the alternative is to to explore ideas, ask other people what they think, but that requires us being vulnerable and and opening up and sharing and being willing to be hurt in the process, right? Because sometimes we don't want to open up because we're going to get hurt. I'm, I'm listening to Cicely Tyson's autobiography right now. uh titled Just As I Am. And in it, she talks about how she was sexually assaulted by uh, a man who was offering her a role for a movie, and, you know, she goes in to meet with the director or producer, or I think it was the acting teacher, actually, acting teacher. And immediately he starts to to physically assault her. Uh, she gets away. And, but she still takes the class. She still shows up for the class. And in her mind she says, I'm not going to let this one person thwart me from my mission, from my purpose. He is he, she was like, I'm not a victim. He he's a person who is an he's an obstacle for me to overcome to get to where I need to go. And unfortunately, that's part of the price I had to pay. And fortunately, you know, he didn't resume sexually assaulting her in, in any kind of way. Um, but I thought that that was a, a an 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 incredible reframe of what happened. So we can have a, a victim mentality of I can't believe that happened to me, and why did that happen? Or we can view it as a challenge, an obstacle, a a a, a bump, a you know, whatever you want to call it on our way to our purpose. and so this is this is what we have to go through. It's almost like you know uh, the uh, uh, soldiers who are getting shot at um, they don't turn around, right They get shot at. they, they watch their friends uh, you know uh, c- killed, watching uh, you know cars uh, explode and but they keep going. And they, because why? They're focused on the mission. They're focused on what their purpose is and what they want to do. I hope you take some time to sit with yourself and ask yourself, what's my purpose? And it doesn't have to be grandiose. Keep it small. Your purpose could be brushing your teeth. Brush your teeth. Take a shower. Stretch. Hydrate. The, your purpose is whatever the next right thing is. It's, it's not, you know, performing in a 50,000 seat theater or having kids or being married. Like, those are, those are, would be nice, but, um, let's let's start with what's right in front of us because if if we're not taking care of the what's right in front of us then we're going to lose what's ahead of us if you found value in today's episode take you, you know take 7 seconds to share this with one other person just one other person so that you can have a conversation about it You'll, you'll have a, a similar vocabulary. Because when we have conversations, then we have connection. And when we have connection, we have community. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. Remember, this podcast is not a substitute for you calling the 988 or any of the suicide hotline prevention numbers in each and every single one of the show notes. You can chat, text, talk. Uh, You can always go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly. Let's get to tomorrow together.